This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. Me, 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 me. Fall is in the air. I have to stop and scratch again. We had about 10 minutes worth of recording and we had to do it again. It's so fun. Welcome back to Scissors and Scrubs. I'm Nicole. I'm Laura. And as we discussed in the first 10 minutes, it's September. We're going to do a little Labor Day episode because mm-hmm. I don't like to talk about September 11th or my birthday. So we're going with Labor Day. Okay. And um, our lives are crazy because both of our children are stationed close enough but far enough away to be a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to cram in all of our episodes, which I felt like I was writing a book report last night. I was really fucking tired, so I half-assed this. Oh. Um, I shouldn't say half-assed it. I left out a story that we may or may not put in, depending on how long this one is. Okay. Where did they get the idea of doing OSHA? Emmett, Local 4. Yes, All thanks, about you, buddy. Thank you. We're, with, we're like, wow. Emmett works for boss. You know, there was a lot of construction accidents. Labor Day. Let's yeah. do OSHA. Oh. So thanks for the... Uh, you don't even know, but you gave us the idea. Right. OSHA, Occupational Safety Health Administration. I think that's what the A stands for. Probably. Or association. Either one. Something like that. Um, All right. So up until the 1860s, 1870s, factories were death traps, Mm -hmm. I think is a nice way to say. Mm -hmm. Absolute, complete fucking death traps. Mm -hmm. Um, They were probably some of the most dangerous places on earth. If you listen to our Labor Day episode with the kids... So not only were we putting four and five year olds in these, you know, getting arms chopped off, yep. hair caught in machinery, fucking six year olds working in the mines mm-hmm. on the shoots. We also put adults in those. We actually put adults probably those were the safe jobs. We give the adults the worst jobs. Yeah. So there's no safety regulations of any kind. There's no ventilation in the factories. So if you're working with cottons or um, any particles, you're breathing all that in. You get lung diseases. The machinery has no safety precautions. There's exposed belts. There's exposed gears. There's nothing to prevent your hair getting caught mm-hmm. in these or your clothing getting caught in these. So the State Labor Union of Massachusetts in 1870 reports some of the most grisly accidents to date in 1870. And I really, I wanted to look them up. I got tired. <laughs> Um, it spurs local advocates to be like, we got to fix this. This is ridiculous. We're having too many horrible, disgusting accidents. And, you know, the hospitals aren't really kicking yet mm-hmm. in 1870. So these people are just dying. Um, 1877, Massachusetts passes the nation's first factory inspection law. Oh. What does a factory inspection law look like in 1877, Laura? Probably not very in-depth. No. Well, let's talk. Let's okay. get into it. Let's mm-hmm. get into the nuts and bolts. Okay. I used to hate when people would say that. Let's get into the nuts and bolts of the story. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> All right. So it says that um, you have to guard belts, shafts, gears, and protection on elevators and adequate fire exits. The fact that elevators had like just a floor fucking lift you up you could fall off the elevator yeah, it's That's scary disturbing i would not like it um shafts had no doors mm-hmm. gears weren't covered there were no doors to get out of and there's no factory exits yeah. fire exits but you know what's funny is the shirtwaist factory fires after this and yeah, it was still they just still off. had no none yeah. of this shit which well they i think they had the doors they just locked them that's correct yeah you are correct they had them. Um, they didn't say anything about they locking them. They just wouldn't let you out of them. They just locked it from the outside. <laughs> this prompts a flurry of state factory acts. So all the states start jumping on board. And by 1890, nine states have provided for factory inspections. 13 required machine guarding. 21 made limited provisions for health hazards. 
I don't even know what that means. Okay. So even though the regulations covered many workplace hazards, it left many holes in the <laughs> in the system because okay. I can't remember what I wrote. And many hazards are left uncontrolled. So obviously, it's also part of the industrial revolution. So newer and faster and quicker shits coming out. It's like the internet. They can't make regulations fast enough for the new equipment that's coming mm-hmm. out. So it's leaving loopholes for the new equipment to be more dangerous and more hazardous to the workers than the previous equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, laws had to be amended often and to cover all these new hazards. And many states didn't provide enough funds to do that. And they didn't provide enough funds for actually having people come in and check it. Check it. Mm-hmm. Inspectors were their political hacks. So you could pay them off. I mean, in the coconut grove, they just fucking paid off the fire inspector. He didn't even look at mm-hmm. it. And 600 and something people died. Uh, businesses would leave, like if Massachusetts has really strict laws, they're going to leave Massachusetts, going to work in Tennessee, who doesn't give a shit? I'm not saying Tennessee had those laws. I'm just using it as an example. (laughs) Sorry. So they're going to go leave because it's going to cost them less money. It's all about money. Right. Everything in this world is about money. So they're going to leave and go somewhere where it's easier and they can get more workers and fuck them up quicker. Mm -hmm. So in the 1900s, the newspaper media now are becoming nationwide. So something happens in Boston, California is going to hear about it within the day. Mm -hmm. In 1907, 362 coal miners are killed in Monagaw, Washington, in the worst U.S. mine disaster at the time. Uh, It hits national news. Everybody hears about this fucking mine disaster. And it leads to the creation of the U.S. Bureau of Mines in 1910 for mine safety. I'm telling you, eventually this will get to OSHA, I swear. (laughs) So in 1910, William B. Hard writes, Making Steel and Killing Men. And he's estimating that out of 10,000 steel workers a year, mm-hmm. uh, 1,200 are killed or seriously Jesus. injured every year. That may, I mean, molten steel's being poured, right. hammering it in. I, mm-hmm. I can only imagine. I wish I had not been tied and really deep dove some of these fucking accents because I bet you some of the shit was happening was nasty yeah. stuff. Um, he urges these steel workers to please, like, protect your workers. And this story goes nationwide. So everybody's starting to hear about how bad it is. Mm-hmm. So this leads to a safety for first mu- movement. What is going on? It's 10 a.m. Jesus, Mary. I have Joseph. my. Yeah, I had my iced tea in the car. But I haven't eaten. I haven't eaten. I'm hypoglycemic. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to going die to... by the end of the episode. All right. So this leads to a safety first movement. And in 1915, a national safety council is formed. And this spills over into the miners, into the car industry, into all the other major industries in the United States at the time. The Pittsburgh sur- survey, Pittsburgh, I sent a picture of my chest of the pierogi, the Pittsburgh pierogi oh, to yeah. Cameron yesterday. That's Boomy's new victim. My cat likes to take stuffed animals. Uh-huh. So now Chester ends up in random spots around the house because I can just picture the cat walking with his little arm and poor chest of the pierogi hanging out of his mouth, <laughs> ending up in the bedroom. And like he'll be in the front hall. I come home like, hi, Chester. Poor Chester. Um, I love him. So the Pittsburgh survey of 1907-1908 brings to light that survivors of these injuries or families of the people who are killed are taking the entire economic brunt of the accident, even though the accident is the fault of the business. They're having no, they don't have to take care of anything. Well, do you remember the lip dip paint episode with the, um, what's the hell, what's the, you know, the girls? radioactive shit that yeah. they were drinking the the radium girls radium girls like they remember they would go home like their faces would be rotten off and the business would be like oh that's from syphilis yeah. like you they just syphilis. yeah you couldn't like prove it against them you know i just 
I've said it before. I I love my country, but when you look at the history of it, they was mm-hmm. everything was so fucking sketchy. The little man just got shit on, mm-hmm. and these families they are talking dirt fucking poor. If you mm-hmm. ever look back at these towns built around the mines, built about even in Western Mass, mm-hmm. once the mill closed, those you can see all the mill working houses. Yeah, they're all like run down shacks now, right. and po- people are still living there, but there's no fucking industry. Right. So I mean, it's just. These people were poor, and we just kept taking advantage of them. Mm-hmm. So the authors of the survey hmm, agreed. Yeah, agreed that if the employer bore the br- so if the employer has to pay for these accidents, maybe they'll make their workplace a little right. safer. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. Um, so out of the Pittsburgh survey begins the idea of workman's comp. This oh. is the first time you're going to see workman's comp floated around. Mm-hmm. 1908, Teddy Roosevelt passes a workman's comp for federal employees. So what? You get a paper cut and you're going to like, right. what are federal employees doing? <laughs> I shouldn't say because some federal employees be like, I fucking dig wells off the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. All right. I know what state employees are like, so <laughs> they don't really need workman's comp. Oh, boy. Well, they take workman's comp because they get hurt one day and then they're out for 20 years getting workman's comp. Oh. Um, okay. Digress. 1913, the Department of Labor is formed and is created to improve working conditions. Quote, they start compiling regular accident statistics in the iron and steel industries. I mean, those must have been bad because yeah. it's, they con- it, well, the coal miners do that. That's all they talk about are those three mm-hmm. industries. But there were a hell of a lot more industries in yeah. the United States. Um, the idea was instead of feeding men into an unhealthy occupation, the thing to do is make the un- unhealthy occupation healthy. Mm-hmm. So instead of feeding men and getting them black lung in the coal mines, right. let's try to fix this so they don't get black lung. So the entry into World War One sees the working um, condition service, quote, quote, which would now st- all these war factories building the planes and the ships, those are actually being inspected. There's your federal There's employees. Your federal, yeah. So if he trips over a fucking bolt, mm-hmm. he gets workman's comp. Mm-hmm. So they are inspecting these. This is the first time you're actually having people go in and inspecting these places. 1933, Franklin Delano Roosevelt appoints Frances Perkins mm. as Secretary of Labor. And she is the first cabinet member that is a female ever. Yeah. She creates the Bureau of Labor Standards in 1934. It is the first federal agency entirely to promote workplace safety and health. Of course, I mean, you had to get a woman in there. Right, because she's, done. you know, she's probably got kids. Yeah. And she doesn't want to see them hurt. Right. 1958. So the 1930s, 1940s, back into World War II, we're trying to fix this shit. Now we're in the 50s. I and mean, there was a lot more to this. I was falling asleep. So I'm really I'm really condensing this for you, ladies and gentlemen. So in 1958, Congress passes the Longshoreman. I fucking love that word. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a longshoreman. I cuss like a longshoreman. Um, in Harbor Workers Compensation Act. It gave the Labor Department authority to set health standard safeties for smaller workplaces. So now instead of just steel, iron, and coal mines, we're going into the longshoremen. We're going into the shipping industry, the factory industries. So through the 60s, the Labor Board is trying to pass health and safety, safety regulations unsuccessfully. And this is a lot of bipartisan shit going back and forth, even back then. 1968, Lyndon B. Johnson tries to pass a bill for safety and health. Uh, he is citing inadequate standards for um, research, poor enforcement of laws, shortage of safety and health personnel, and a patchwork of ineffective federal laws. I mean, they state that one state 
all these accidents were happening. They had like seven health inspectors for the whole fucking state. And it was like a huge state. I can't remember what it was. Um, and this bill fails for many reasons. He's trying to get this passed. It's a big pie Patterson thing. He's presenting pictures, but they're 30 years old. They accuse him of um, promoting false information. Mm-hmm. And so it gets crushed. It doesn't happen. It gets reintroduced by Nixon after he's elected. He goes through his campaign promises. What are the things I said I was going to do? This is the fucking bill we're going to hit again. People need to be safe. So in 1970, he signs in. That's what the A is. The Occupational Health and Safety Act. Act. Um, it ensures safe workplace conditions around the country. It sets and enforces workplace health workplace workplace health and safety standards. It is a division of the U.S. Department of Labor, which I never knew that. Hmm. OSHA is to conduct inspections of workplaces and work sites. It is. Um, it sh- it will make violators face penalties and fines, which. Which adjust with inflation. So they must be pretty high right now. Mm -hmm. In 2021, penalties can range from 975. These are very exact numbers. Mm -hmm. $975 to $13,653 per victim. In extreme cases, they can be as high as $136,532 per person. Like very fucking specific. Yeah, why the $32? Not 33. No, and not 0.50 cents. $136,000. Comma, 532. Hmm. Um, so this article on OSHA came from the U.S. Department of Labor. Nice. Now, we are going to discuss a few instances of why OSHA is here. Yeah. I was going to go over, yeah, I'm going to go over the first 14 most common construction accidents first. And then, and then I thought we could do the stories. Of, yeah. yeah. Because all the stories have these 14 accidents. And Happen like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I got this from sedekafirm.com. Sedeka. 14 most common construction accidents. One. Can you guess? Shit falling on your head. Height related <laughs> accidents and falls. Um, which means falling from lattice, falling from scaffoldings, um, falling from roofs or machinery um, that's falling from those. Like if the yeah. scaffolding collapses, but there was a, a crane drill on, on it, yeah. it's going to hit your head and you're going to get hurt. So those are the most common um accidents at a construction site um the scaffold law which i didn't know was a thing protects workers on construction sites from falls or falling objects it enforces the employer to provide protective gear if they do not they can be found at fault for wrongful death or injury so that's they have to give you the hot hat i walk by scaffolding and think no fucking way would i walk on that i know no let alone drill masonry whatever other shit they're doing on that scaffolding no, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. So that looks like it's piecemealed together and like Mickey Mouse put it together. I'm good. Um, but there is an actual law. That's why they all have to have their hot hats on mm-hmm. and other um, equipment. Number two, slips or trips related falls. Yeah. Um, there's debris. There's broken stairs. There's grease, water, whatever on the ground. There's poor lighting. They're in construction mm-hmm. site. There's, you know, the hardly any electricity running through there. Um, there's holes in the floors, so they all create like huge hazards. I think it's a quick becoming a job I would never do. Construction. I know. <laughs> um, any of those can obviously re- result in broken bones, sprains, cuts, brain injuries. You hit your head. Mm-hmm. Um, paralysis. You fall down a thing of stairs. You're done. You're going to break your neck um, or even death. Number three, uh, crane and hoist accidents. There's a lack of training. Um, there's operator errors. 
but there's just unsafe work environments that can lead to um like huge catastrophic accidents with cranes you see them like all this time, like falling over yeah i mean excuse me i imagine one of those cranes on the top of the building coming no, down like I, it kill it's, all the... it's what 30 40 stories up oh like, no it's nuts no, no, i can't no. let alone get me to sit in that oh no and work uh-uh. um Mm-mm. number four is demolition accidents they use explosives to demolish buildings all the time or parts of buildings or whatever mm-hmm. so you can get um you know extremely hurt obviously mm-hmm. from demolition um number five repetitive stress injuries which you don't really think of as like injuries on the job but they are you can't do your job if you have arthritis carpal mm-hmm. tunnel mm-hmm. back pain knee pain shoulder pain. these guys and women are you know repetitive motions hammering hammering stringing, drilling piping. Your arms over your head anything it's torture on your body guys, and especially as you get their bodies take a fucking right. beating they take a beating um number six gas leaks fires and explosions they mm-hmm. happen all the time at construction sites you're going into gas lines by accident mm-hmm. um or on purpose that you have to fix um fires from anything electricity you know you have electric wires hanging yeah. from the there ceiling there was just a and... fire on congress street during yeah. the construction, construction of the new building yeah um, so obviously you can get burns. You can also get respiratory illnesses. If yeah. you go in, there's an electrical fire, you breathe that shit in. Um, Just the shit they're breathing in. Yeah. Um, number seven, forklift accidents. I really don't think I have to go into that. You can be, you can <laughs> impale somebody with a forklift. They can tip. You can fall. You can fall you can off. Hit. The it's, shit on it can the, fall yep, off. It's, I, I'm, forklifts scare me. Mm-hmm. Um, Machinery scares me. Yeah. Eight, electrocution accidents. Equipment, there's um, equipment overhead like power lines, wiring, mm-hmm. Lighting, they all none of it's been light. inspected yet because well, you're building not, it, right? And they're not like they're you not, know, you might not be using it, so that might not be capped, yeah. and then you touch it and whatever. Um, so they all create electrocution risks. Um, number nine is trench or ground collapses, mm. which we've had a few, yeah, recently in and Boston. Then the equipment falls on top of you, or you're just stuck, yeah, or you're buried. Oh, no, 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 um, it's that's I also. How you dig a hole and go into the ground Mm-mm. is beyond me. Miners? Nope. 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 nope, nope, nope. Um, number 10, motor vehicle accidents. You're doing work on roads. These workers are doing work on roads. The cars are flying by them. They My father-in-law worked on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talking. This would be like the 60s, 70s. He's working on the Tobin. He worked for the laborers union. Drunk driver came and fucking nailed him hmm. in the car he was out for months severely severely yeah. injured it's the 70s the construction workers pulled him out of the car and beat the living shit out of him right there on the bridge <laughs> they almost threw him over the bridge he my father-in-law barely got missed from being thrown over the oh bridge from the accident yeah. i mean he he was fucked he got died from lung cancer from asbestosis because it's 60s and 70s right. all the shit they were digging up yeah. i mean his body was off Hot mess. Loved him to death. Charlestown guy. Sweetheart. Yeah. Fucking mess from being a laborer. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, 11, overexertion. There's extreme conditions. You're working outside in the 100 freezing degree cold. Heat, in the freezing cold. Bitter, in yeah. The, you know, you're working in terrible conditions. Weather conditions. Rain, heat, the yep. cold, the fucking cold. I, I look at those mornings. I always think that. I'm like, I'm freezing walking my five minutes right. from my car to the hospital. Right. And they're out there all fucking day. day. Yeah. That car hides just not warm enough. Oh, Sorry. my God. No, I know. Um, and especially like, um, especially when it's hot, though. You get dehydration, mm-hmm. you get heat stroke, you get heat stroke and you're on a fucking scaffold and you're done. Right. Oh, you're roofing. Right. You're on the fucking roof right. and the sun's beating down on you, no shade. Um, Number 12 is machinery accidents. I mean, 
There's nail guns. There's saws. There's um, jackhammers. There's drills. There is yeah. eight, eight million things on that job site that can maim you. you or kill you. In a million different ways. Um, number 13, elevator shaft accidents. <gasps> Obvi- I mean, that explains itself. You fall into it. They come down on you. You see these skyscrapers with those temporary fucking elevators bolted to the side. You would never. You'd get me up there screaming. Screaming. Yeah. I watch no. them go up. I'm like, I'm my butt's hurting watching them. I'm like, oh, I could never do that. They are talking about the actual shaft. I know, but all them. I think yeah. of those elevators. Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't do I am, it, They terrified me. One of my mother's old boyfriends worked um, for the elevator union. Uh-uh. I used to, like, I would think that all the time. Like, what if that falls on him? Like, you're in there and you're, like, building it. Mm-hmm. And there's this huge elevator that weighs 8 million fucking tons. Like, or you could just like, fall the into tower it and, and shit. Like, I know. I 1,700 feet high. I can't. That elevator is 1,700 feet deep. Like, yeah, no, you have to be working yep, on it up no, that high. No, 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 no. There's no safety on this big enough to get me on there. Yeah, no. <laughs> nope. Not happening. Um, and number 14 is caught between accidents, which your limb or your whole body is caught oh. between or by equipment and is crushed. You can have amputation injuries. Death mm. occurs. They're, those caught between accidents are always like the most violent. Horrific. Yeah. yeah. Um, but those are the 14 ways you can really be injured on the job site. Yeah, and that's why we have OSHA. Yeah. And that's like, it should be like 14A, 14B, I know. 14C. I mean, there's a, yeah. There's a million. Do you want me to go next with my disaster then? You can. All right. And just do mine. Whatever. Uh, do yours. All right. So, um, with that list, I thought that list was good because it pretty much touches on all these accidents mm-hmm. that have Which happened are the in same. Boston. Like, a, a lot of that happened in mine. Yeah. Um, so... I kind of okay. Yeah, with me. So there's ten an, o'clock. Remember that. Uh, there's an article on enr.com um, from June 9th this year. Mm-hmm. We've had a million accidents. construction accidents around Boston in the past like year and a half. Like, and, and also construction here is booming. Like, oh, I mean construction's it's, it's been ridiculous. ridiculous walk, the amount of everything's under construction. Right. So yes, the things are gonna go up, but there's right. a lot of serious yes, injuries that have happened. hundred percent. So in the last eighteen months there have been at least seven fatalities Ooh. at construction accidents in the Metro Boston area. On June 9th, the police were called to the Seaport district at five thirty six AM to a construction accident. One man was dead and another injured after curb stones that they were being unloaded um, became loose and crushed the victims. And those are granite heavy huge shit. ass. And like we see the curb, it's only like yeah. six inches above the ground, but it's, it's like a huge, yes, yes, a huge thing into the ground. Um, and it's granite. It's heavy. It's heavy. And it's a whole thing of it. It's not yeah. one. It's a whole oh. bunch of them. Yeah. So one died and one was critically injured. Um, all of these are under OSHA investigation. I think I, I remember that. this because they never would tell you what happened. They didn't they say one that's guy literally died, all of it. And they one was tell you what happened. No. I remember seeing that, and they show you the ground, but everyone's like, "What the fuck happened?" Like, yeah, it says when it was offloading, which yeah, like I don't know, it was on a forklift, a truck, whatever. Yeah. When as it offloaded, they fell and they crushed them. Um, that happened two weeks after a national grid worker was electrocuted in Medford. Um, I remember that on May twenty sixth this year. He was electrocuted in an electrical box. A policeman was working the detail. You know, you always have a we always have a cop on detail. And he called it in to, you know, the precinct or whatever. They provided CPR. Um, the man was transported to Mass General Hospital in Boston, where he was declared dead. Um, three Medford police were also brought to the hospital for smoke inhalation from the burn. He the, must have been fucking fried. Yeah. Oh, um, that makes me sick. On May 4th. 
Emergency personnel received a call just before 2 p.m., you know, just before the end of the workday, to the site of the old Edison plant in South Boston. Mm-hmm. You know, the big old mm-hmm. plant. Down by Castle Island. Mm-hmm. Laborers are working to turn the old plant into, like, residential units, storefronts, offices. Living in an old plant. <laughs> I, well, a lot like the land mills and all people like to live A mill is one thing. An old yeah. electrical plant? It's like the fucking smokestacks and shit. There's nothing yeah. in there. And a hotel. It's going to be, like, this huge thing. Um, wow. I mean, yeah. it's a big fucking plant. Yeah. As they were working, a large, like, 30-foot piece of... um. It says cantilevered flooring. It, it's like cement flooring with the metal through it, mm-hmm. I think. With a rebar. Yeah. That was sticking out above the first floor, collapsed, and landed on three laborers. Oh! Um, there were over 100 emergency crew members on site to try to get this 30-foot of thing of concrete. Mention how much that weighed? Yeah. Two construction workers were immediately brought to nearby hospitals. They could get two of them out immediately. Um. The third worker had his legs trapped under the debris. A surgeon was actually brought on site. I didn't even know this. Yeah. Um, because of the severity of his injuries, and they didn't know what was going to have to happen. They were going to have to amputate, amputate him. on site. Um, the third man was not freed until sometime after 5 p.m. I do remember this one. I do remember this one. Um, and he was brought to the hospital with life-threatening injuries. I think they were in like a stairwell or something when that happened. Is that right? Maybe I'm thinking of another that one. That was a different one. Okay. Um, but they... Two of them were okay, brought to the hospital. You know, I'm sure they had injuries, but nothing severe. This man had very severe injuries to his legs. I take it. Did he make it? They just say he was brought with life-threatening injuries. I couldn't find a follow-up. Um, I why we can't find follow-ups on all of this shit. I don't know. I don't know if they just drop it or I the wonder, family asks Like, is this all happening because everybody's in such a fucking hurry to get it done? Like, are they... I, you know, obviously I'm theorizing because there is no answer right now. Right. But I would love to know what is going on. Because these buildings go up in a fucking second. Yeah. The one built near our parking lot. I mean, they weren't even finished with the top and they'd already rented out the bottom. Yeah. I think most of these are on the um, side when they're demolishing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like not the most not of these the Boston of ones are on the Yeah, but are they demolishing and not paying attention because they're in a hurry to clean the site to get it ready for the new building? Yeah. Because they have a, a time frame. All of these are under OSHA investigation. All right. Oh, OSHA. Yeah, OSHA's all over it. Oh. oh so oh, then shit. on March 26, 2022, so right before the last accident, around 5.40 p.m., first responders, first responders received a call for a building collapse. When they arrived at that address, a parking garage that was being demolished in government center, they saw a large amount of debris and a crane that had fallen nine stories off the building. We drive by that garage every yeah. day going to work. A construction worker, um, Peter Monsini, he was 51, I believe, was in the crane. Um, and when the emergency workers get there, they see that he, they can see him in the debris and in the crane. Um, a concrete slab that was on the side of the building collapsed, which caused the whole crane to collapse with to it. slide off the side of the building. Um, he was, they can see him in the debris. He is deceased. When they got there, he was not removed from the debris until the engineers determined that the site was safe, so no one else would be injured or killed getting mm-hmm. getting him. Uh, Monsini's family has filed a wrongful death suit against the construction firm. They accuse the firm of putting workers in danger by putting a crane on unstable flooring, mm-hmm. and they say there was a lack of pre demolition inspections. So OSHA is heavily investigating. Yeah, um, this one because it doesn't make sense why you would have a crane. 
on something you'd I don't know. I don't know a first thing about fucking construction, so. Y you would think it would have to be checked to for stability for this thing. Yes. I mean, cranes are heavy, and they're lifting heavy loads. They need to have a strong base to be on. Right. And if, if you're demoing what it's on, that doesn't make any sense. Right. But I'm just, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking. Mm -hmm. On May 5th, 2022, Boston Fire said a construction worker in Boston fell 30 feet. People in the area heard workers screaming. And then all of a sudden just saw, like, all these first responders running into the site. Um, a woman that lives nearby said, quote, it is heartbreaking. I mean, they work so hard and it's such a dangerous job. You just hope they use all the safety precautions and try to ensure that workers are safe. End quote. Um, for the 14 months before these five construction work, for the 14 months before these accidents, five construction workers died. So you had these, okay. and then the four, yeah. the year before that, five others died. An iron worker fell um, down a six-story stairwell shaft and died in East Boston. Oh. On March 3rd, 21, a stairwell collapsed at a construction site in East Cambridge, killed an, a construction worker, and critically injured another. I think that's the one you're thinking yeah. of. About one ton of concrete and steel collapsed around them. Yeah. Um, on February 24th, 21... Two utility workers were doing an emergency emergency repair for Boston Water and Sewer in the financial district. They were suddenly struck by a dump truck. Oh. And landed in the trench that was being yes, dug to do the, the work. Yes, this is what I'm thinking of. Um, yep. Juan Carlos Gutierrez yep. and Jordan Romero were pronounced dead at the scene. Yeah. The dump truck hit them into the trench, trench. and they died um, in the trench. This literally covers all of your fortunes. Literally. <laughs> and, they, and those, they say like, well, it's kind of like, how do you die in the trench? Like, it only hits you into, like, a nine-foot trench. Like, you probably... It hits you. It's a fucking you were, dump a, truck. But you hit by a dump truck. B, you fell nine feet down into a hole. And C, they say there's, like, gases in those trenches. So yeah. they might have fallen, had, like, a head injury, but then the gases um, got to them. On July 12th, 2022. It's like, it doesn't stop. Yeah. Um, 6 p.m., downtown Boston. Two Eversource workers were um, injured badly in a manhole explosion. Mm -hmm. They were brought to Mass General Hospital in Boston. They were performing routine maintenance on underground equipment when there was a massive explosion. Mm. Passersby saw black smoke and then workers running out of the manhole. Like, so these two guys were just running out screaming on burnt, being burnt. Oh. Um, one had severe burn injuries. The other one wasn't so um, bad, but one was very severely burned. It's just so sad. And this is just one city, one summer. You know, imagine... Well, these go... I mean, yeah, those those are over 2021 and 2022. But that's just one city. Yeah. And then I had to do this one because I remember this one and I remember the pictures of it. And I... I this... I, they're all horrific. None of those... It's all awful. But this bothered you. This bothers me so much. And I think it's because of the people around it. Their looks on their faces in the pictures that... Disturbed you. It's disturbing. Sorry. Um, so in October of 2016, so this isn't in that little mm -hmm. span. This is before. Um, workers were doing underground trench work for a private residence in Boston. Atlantic Drain Service Company was doing the work and had been cited before for not having trench safety walls in place while working. So they dig trenches. You're supposed to put up yeah. safety barriers so they don't collapsing. cave in. Yeah. They had been cited before for not having these. Four men were working in the trench when the walls collapsed up to their waists. So they're now stuck in the trench because right. they're... Their legs. Yeah, their legs are stuck in the trench. 
as the walls collapse, there was a fire hydrant connected to this trench. The fire not... hydrant breaks. I don't want to hear the rest. The fire hydrant's hooked up to city water. I, I know where this is going. So um, that they all let go. All the pipes go into the fire hydrant, let go. These men are trapped up to their waist in the trench. The trench and st- street were completely flooded mm-hmm. within minutes. Comple- when I tell you fl- that street, it was going down into the basement. The street was like underwater. Never mind this trench. Four kids who were stuck. So two of the workers were able to get out before the water like filled the whole thing. Some They must have been lo- yeah. higher up or right. lo- less packed in or something. But two of them did get out. 53-year-old Kelvin Maddox and 47-year-old Robert Higgins drowned in the trench. Yeah. And you know it's coming. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, emergency crews were there within minutes, but it was too, too late. late. I mean, they drowned almost right away. Um, it took emergency workers until late that night, digging on their hands and knees to retrieve their bodies. Everyone on the scene was distraught. Everyone on the scene was crying. There's just workers. Like, I don't know if it's the guy that was in the trench with them or what. There's one guy. He's just, every picture he's in, and he's just, like, yelling at people, like, to do get something. He's yeah. trying to get... You can't get out. It's still flooding. I mean, it's still like pouring out a fire hydrant. But you got to try. You yeah. just got to try. Yeah. Everyone is like just trying to get these poor people out. Um, and they said it went from dry to completely underwater in an instant. Like yeah. in an instant. It fell. They said the walls collapsed. I think the, the owner was there and he said, get out. And the fire hydrant collapsed. And that was it. It was just oh, like within God, seconds. Breaks. Yeah. Um, I got the, all that stuff from... Dailymail.com, Boston.com, ENR.com, uh, Boston.com, I said, NBCBoston.com as well. Well, I guess I'll finish it up with the Willow Island disaster, which went down as one of the worst construction accident sites um, disasters. I don't know if it's to date or up to that particular date, mm-hmm. which was April 27th of 1978. Mm-hmm. The Allegheny Power System is, they're building, um, I thought it was nuclear power plant, but it's not. They're building a power plant that's run by coal. And they want to build these big cooling towers that look like nuclear power Mm -hmm. plant cooling towers. And what it would do is, they would, it would, they wouldn't need fans, it would cool things down. Um, So, they have already built one tower. It gets a little confusing when I try to explain to you. You have to know how this, uh, how they're constructing the tower to know how the construction problem falls. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a level system. The top construction material, so the top level is where all the construction materials are received. So we're going to go like level one, two, three, four, but one's the top. And all your concrete, all your whatever the hell you're building with is coming onto the top level. The top level is supported. Um, by the second level, third and fourth. On the second level, there that's where the forms of the concrete are being held and placed. Because mm-hmm. when you pour concrete, you can't obviously just pour it. It would pour out. So you have concrete forms to position and build your concrete. Bottom levels three and four are the final surface preparations. So while they're pouring up on the top, they are grouting and they're smoothing out the third and fourth levels. The entire system is supported by the previous pour, mm. the previous concrete pour. So all of this weight is sitting on the pour you just did. Okay. Mm-hmm. The concrete um, routine for each pour was the workers would loosen the forms, 
we move everything. Level three and four would now become level one and two. One and two now become three and four. And then you'd pour that level. And then they go. So you're you're um, leapfrogging mm -hmm. on these levels. All right. And again, you are building on the previous poured mm -hmm. cement. So um, the entire framework and scaffolding will then get moved and elevated up again. And you're going to leapfrog and you're going to, and they're bolting it into the wall to keep the scaffold. And the wall is, if you've seen a nuclear power plant, it looks like an hourglass. Yeah. So you're building up the sides of these walls. They're actually, I don't know if they're pouring from the, I think they were pouring from the outside. So they're going up, but there's a gaping hole on the other side, mm -hmm. you know, where you're, you'd fall into the, um, the tower that you have already built. So, it requires the level four when you're on when you're doing this you're hoisting all this shit up with cranes to mm -hmm. get it to where you need to be and um once that's poor again the whole framework then gets moved up to mm -hmm. the next level so after this is done after you've moved your forms and everything the concrete and construction materials they're lifted to their new position by six cranes and an elevated pulley system mm -hmm. The cranes move up the sides of the machine, uh, of the wall, of the tower, as the framework is getting moved up the tower. Um, and then, as well, the scaffolding. They, it's just progressively being moved up the tower. Mm -hmm. So, in 1977, the first cooling tower is complete, no problems. April 27th, 1978. Concrete, they're now trying, so they're doing it in sections. Level 28 has been finished. Mm -hmm. Level 29, the the concrete's being lifted up to level 29 by these cranes. The cranes are on level 28, which was the previous pour. As they're lifting the concrete, level 28 starts to fail, and the crane starts to tip. While it's hoisting all this shit oh up, God. it starts to tip in towards the inside of the tower. This causes all the previous concrete that they poured for the tower to start unwrapping like a can. Like... There goes level 29. There goes level 28, 27, 26. It just all starts to collapse in seconds. They're anchored to the sides of the oh. wall with the scaffolding and the system. This causes all the platforms, framework, scaffolding, everything that's bolted to the wall collapses with the cranes and everything else Inside into the up. inside of this tower. Oh my God. 28 stories up. Close. 170 yeah. feet, which was like 15 stories high. Yeah. 51 workers and tons of concrete fall inwards into the cooling tower, falling 170 feet, killing all 51 workers. Oh, yeah. Immediately that day after the collapse, OSHA and the National Bureau of Standards, also known as the NBS, which is a, a department of OSHA, they start investigating everything. The cranes, the lines, the bolts, the scaffolding. They actually take concrete specimens and they store them at the same um, weather conditions mm -hmm. that the concrete was being poured at. Uh, the concrete was um, on that whole week. And this is the 20 hours before. So this concrete set for 20 hours. Mm -hmm. They took a sample and they're storing it. The week before this accident, everything, it was 20 degrees out. It was freezing. It was wet. It Concrete's not going to set mm -hmm. when it's wet. It takes, a, or it will. It's just going to take, take a long, long time. Um, so the NBS and OSHA determined that the concrete was not strong enough to hold the cranes and the weight. The company hired a separate investigator, Lev Zetlin Associates. He's hired by the general, that company's hired by the general contractor. And they actually believe 
that what they were doing is to kind of rush things along. They were removing the bolts and shit from the lower half to get ready to move it up. Uh-huh. He's saying that's what contributed to it, is they were moving too fast and they removed the bolts. Mm-hmm. The final finding was the concrete would not have failed if the static line had not been removed um, from the base. I couldn't find out what the fucking static line was, but basically... I would assume it's that bolt system, right? right? They're moving shit too fast... And they said that's why the concrete failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. So the legal consequences of this. Mm-hmm. OSHA issued t- uh, 10 willful citations and six serious citations against the company. Five of the conditions appeared to be directly related to the collapse. And the charges included failing to test field-cured concrete specimens before removing the framework, not properly anchoring scaffolding and framework, improper design specifications, not having proper erection instructions on Mm. the site, and employees were not adequately trained. The other five citations were considered unrelated to the accident. Criminal charges were dropped, but the company paid a substantial amount in damages and fines imposed by OSHA. Um, After OSHA issued... Also, also OSHA issues two serious citations to each Pittsburgh test laboratory that performed the concrete testing for the concrete company um they faced lawsuits from the families as well i think they're saying they did improper testing mm-hmm. and these things were not so after the failure of the cooling tower they faced uh the three companies faced legal repercussion repercussion mm-hmm. repercussions and they were um not the only ones that were go they were going after osha was criticized for not applying strict enforcement of regulations at the time of the accident, the number of qual- this is where I was I came up with that. At the time of the accident, the number of qualified federal safety inspectors for construction pro- projects in the entire state of West Virginia was seven. So West Virginia has seven inspectors, and all this construction's mm-hmm. going on. This amount was considered absurdly low by the state commission. Yeah, it's kind of well, low. especially and they have like the mines in West Virginia. Like there's a need- ton of shit. Yeah, and you know what? What I've heard about OSHA is they tell you they're coming. So if you're working someplace and like, oh, OSHA's here on Wednesday. You're going to have everything fucking tight and ready to roll by right. Wednesday. You need to do surprise inspections on these things. Yeah. Um, as a result of this disaster, OSHA adopted new guidelines. One big step was that OSHA took, one big step they took towards protecting fu- future construction workers was uh, the U.S. Construction Safety Act. One of these changes shifted more responsibility from the engineer to the contractor for framework decisions. Mm-hmm. So instead of having the engineer tell them what to do, the contractor who's dealing with it all the time is like, no, this is how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. I bet you there was some big fucking arguments. Right. Like, let's go, let's go. And they were like, because what they were all saying is these workers on this site, they got paid for eight hours work, period. They may work for a 12 day, a 14 hour day. You're only getting paid for eight. So they're rushing through this right, because yeah. they're only getting paid for eight hours. So they want to get it done. Another major change was that OSHA removed a table that provided a schedule for formwork removal. Now the act requires that the concrete specimens be tested before removal of the formwork or any system that relies on the strength of the concrete. So this is not the company's finding about the shadow line. They could say whatever they want. Everything they've enacted is the concrete wasn't strong enough to hold the cranes. Well, yeah, but they're saying you have to test it before you can remove it. Right. So- they did remove it too early. They did. If they didn't remove it, it probably would still be standing. But it wasn't strong enough to hold the entire framework that was on it because it wasn't cured. Right. You know? Yeah, so it's both. I right. guess it's both. Uh, other guidelines that OSHA adopted after the accident 
included having a specialist review construction plans for cooling towers and requiring that a detailed safety manual be developed as part of the construction plan. Also, OSHA improved their inspection procedures by increasing the number of items checked at cooling towers and adding an inspection for compliance with construction plans. So I will say that at least they um, they recognized the faults and they right. were trying to fix it. Not too long after that happened, a cooling tower in Satsop, Washington, two workers were killed and a third injured when the steel form pulled away from the concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, had they been all... What the difference is, is I guess the scaffolding at Willow was all tied together. In Washington, because of what had happened at Willow, they no longer tied all the scaffolding together. So when it collapsed, it was just that. It level. only killed two guys instead of all of the scaffolding going mm-hmm. down together. So that was Willow. Um, what did I say? It was Willow Creek? Willow Pond? Willow Island? Willow Island? I had the other one. I'm not going to talk about it because I just don't feel like it. Um, a lot of it was like you know they had the Deepwater Horizon. But they don't give you the details of the accident, no. which why they were hard to cover. And I don't know why they're so um, sketchy on giving you details, mm-hmm. but they don't want to give you the details of the accident. I mean, they, you don't know. There could still be like lawsuits unsettled right. or whatever. Right. So, yeah. so there's been a lot of um, constructions, major construction site accidents. They're dangerous places to mm-hmm. work. These guys work their fucking They really asses do. Off. And abuse their bodies and every for, day, all day. Not for great money. Yeah. Like they make good money, but not for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So thank you all you local yes, workers. Thank, thank you all you Boston construction workers. Mm-hmm. You keep us going. Mm-hmm. Stay safe. Yep. You make our skyline change every day. I know. I was like, when did that happen? All right, Emmett, you and your buddies stay safe. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yep. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.